Welcome to the family. I'm Cassie Schrader sitting in for Tom Bernard. And to the right of me, we have... JB sitting in Tom's chair. Adrian Washington. JJ from the SIP. <laughs> Is that Mississippi? Mississippi, oh, Mississippi. that's right. JJ get... from the SIP. Okay, we're going to take just a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I love punk. I tell you, this is this, my clean in music. This is actually Tom's one of Tom's favorite songs. For real? Yeah. yeah. Tom. He the whitest black guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I know, right? He's the what? The whitest black dude I've ever met in my life. He's like, I know he'll sit there and mention like obscurely like Tower of Power and like yeah. and all these white people are like, oh, what's that? <laughs> and, he, and that's what he looked like. So he don't look like he know nothing about no streets and he he be staying in tune. Oh, he, I know. He, he well, grew he was, up in North Minneapolis. Yeah. So. Oh, is it, did he? Okay. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Well, North Minneapolis was a good mixture of everybody, but yeah. Yeah. I love funk though. I might see my mom. You know, she grew up in the South in the 60s. I mean, she was in high school in the 60s, and she, what they called it was beach music, but it was all these black bands. Okay. And they would, all the white girls would go sneak off to the beach to go see them because they didn't want to listen to that kind of, you know, that kind <laughs> of music. to the beach. But she loved it. She loved R&B. So I grew up with, like, Motown and okay. stuff in my household, so I love, and I love funk. I knew we got along for a reason. I know. <laughs> yeah, she right. sounded like that funk. Bro. I, like <laughs> I that. do. I, like I that. love funk. I love it. <laughs> 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 That's why I said you hear 
Prince fan. Okay. He, I, I, oh, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah his, he, well, he collaborated, I think, a lot with George Clinton. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, have you gone to Paisley Park? Since no, he, I, I'm, I got to go. I got to go tomorrow. You okay, have I to got, go. I got at least ride by something. No, you got to go in. I got to go in? Yeah. Is the lines are still long and all no, that type of stuff? No, you Truth be just... told, I ain't never been either, bro. Really? What? Yeah, yeah I got to go see what Prince, man. I got to go see the I I Paisley Park. I'm I going. haven't been near it either. So. I'm going to be honest. Well, I'm going. I'm going to be honest. There. Growing up, it was almost like the Big and Tupac thing. I was more Michael than Prince. Oh, really? Yeah. And see, I was more Prince than Michael, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, my mom and them, like, we, like, and it was, I got, it was four, five of us all together, so we thought we was Jackson Five and that. <laughs> but that's all we Which knew. one were you? Michael. You were know, Michael? Everybody else was tall. Oh, okay, so yeah, Jackie and Jermaine. Yeah. And I, I was a fan of the Ruffle. <laughs> the ruffle, the ruffle the, shirt, the blouse. Yeah, the blouse of Prince. You know, I know. It was just something about when he used to just twirl that, <laughs> that, Jerry that, that bang right there. It's just something when he did that. Like, I know he was like the most feminine man that was straight that I've ever seen man, in my life. Yeah. He could wear high heels and still. And I remember, remember he used to just hop off the couch, man, and do the splits with the heels <laughs> on, man. And I, and I remember they said that's why he had the. Uh, he, he was taking painkillers for all them years. He was doing the splits, like yeah. And Jumping off the stage equipment and stuff, and yeah, man. See, I was um, for me. See, Michael was an entertainer, right? But he wasn't a musician. You know what I mean? No, Thriller was pretty dope. Well, I mean, like he didn't didn't play any instruments. Yeah, I think the only instrument he really knew how to play was the piano, but he didn't do anything with the piano on stage. And he was like, he ain't had to do nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just loved how they had. Oh, do that lean? Yeah, yeah, that lean. I'm like, man, who is holding it? Where them strings? Where them strings? Do you know how they did that? The shoes are bolted to the floor. Yeah, he had he had these like slots built into his shoe, and it was a certain point on the floor where he I can see that slip his feet in. So you taught me something right there. I didn't know that. Yeah, Uh, trust me, I I watched all the behind the music (laughs) and all that stuff on VH1, and because I I was a big so Mike had slots in. Okay, I Mm -hmm. can see that. And it's funny because moving to Minnesota from Mississippi, like all we knew, like we had some cousins here. And all we knew is it got cold as hell, and <laughs> Prince lived here. That's it. So then everybody tricked us. Like, every purple house we saw, they was like, that's where Prince lived. Yeah. <laughs> I like Prince lived on no goddamn North Minneapolis. <laughs> well, well, he didn't grow up too far from there. Though. I no. know, but the house they were showing me, I was like, that ain't. That ain't purple rain right there. Yeah, well, yeah, every everything purple here is it's Prince related. That's what everybody says. But if you were when he was alive, mm-hmm. if you drove past Paisley Park and the at the one of the tops of the building, there's kind of like this pyramid glass dome. Okay. If that was lit up purple, that means Prince was there. Seriously? Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, that's one thing I regret. He would have these impromptu yeah, the parties. parties. Yeah, they say before I was late, he'd just be right upstairs. But it was worth it. Yeah. When he came down. Yeah, and I, that was one thing I really and wish I would have done. In the room, bro. <laughs> I did see him play live, yeah. though. I did see Prince live. Did you? Yeah, it was when the Special Olympics were here in 91 or 92. Okay. Um, my uncle was a regional uh, director for the Special Olympics, and we were having the opening ceremonies here, and Prince performed. And I was Damn. like 10 years old. And I was so fascinated. And my dad's like, it's pressure, you know, don't listen to that kind of music. It's too sexualized and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's awesome, Dad. You don't understand. My mama, I remember when she did, when he did Kiss, like, you know, my mm-hmm. mama had one of them cassette tapes, 60 Minutes. 
Mm-hmm. And she put Kiss, just that one song, on both sides. <laughs> right, right, right. Whole time. She'd record that song for me. And up to my soon as she got done, she just flip it over. <laughs> Same damn song. I'm like, mama. Yeah, I mean, Prince was a, a fantastic musician. And Chappelle's a huge fan of his. And I hate yes. I didn't get a chance yeah. to see him live, Chappelle man. actually came here. Last time he came here, it was right after Prince died. Or not the last time, but right after Prince died, he came and he stayed in town on purpose. Till it was Prince's birthday, and he threw a party, and he had some guys from Prince's band play nothing but Prince music from midnight to two o'clock in the morning. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's dope. That's, that's dope. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to I went to First Ave. Um, they were the, the April when he passed away. They kept doing, it kept selling out, and the ch- tickets were cheap. They were like ten bucks a ticket, and you can go to an all night Prince dance party in First Avenue. Where they filmed Purple Rain. Okay, I think okay. I did hear about that. And it was oh, it was so surreal just to sit there and hear Purple Rain being played in First Avenue right. with Prince and on then, this like, big screen. It was dope because then they lit up the bridge all purple. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing. I remember I was driving somewhere, and I seen the whole bridge, 35W, all lit yeah. up purple. I was like, man. I know. I cried. I, I, he was a gem. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it was sad that he had that drug addiction, and, and right. of course, he had the yes men around him. Cause, of course. Because what was it, like a week and a half prior, he was on that airplane. Yeah, they had, and they had to land in Chicago. Yeah, and they tried yeah. to say it was like the flu or something, but he had a, he was over Because he canceled right. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He had to cancel some dates. Yeah, but he did. came back and made it up, but okay. I was out of town, man. I just. They ugh. have that piano on display at Paisley Park. The one that that last piano that you I'm, toured I'm, with. Damn, you got to go. You going. have to go. I'm going. Matter of fact, don't even pay me. Just give me a ticket to the pay <laughs> to, to stand. You get to stand in his recording right. studio. Studio, right? That's it's like crazy. A, I know, and you can just feel the essence of Prince everywhere throughout the whole building, and and to see his guitars, his iconic guitars, damn. just sitting right in front of you. You're like, wow. Is it far? No, no, it's not that far. Because uh, ain't it like in, uh, it's in Chanhassen? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's it's not far at all. Especially it's probably for, like a 20, 25 minute drive from here. Prince worth it. Prince yeah. worth it. it. Prince, yeah, that's you, worth you, that. Yeah, you, you, you know, you yeah. Make me, yeah. yeah, we gonna yeah, go. Yeah, we gonna get in there, man. Yeah. Go on the page, Paul. Give me, give me something to do. I come to Minnesota every leap year. I'm going to play the ball. And then go drive past First Ave. Right. Yeah, we'll be right down by there tonight. So that. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That's like a ten minute drive. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be at the poorhouse this tonight. 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 Uptown. Yep. In Uptown, and then the, the show is at seven thirty or eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yep. Sorry, I got all these dates jumbled. That's in my, all right. I'm, I, <laughs> it's been You're a week. You're doing a lot, man. <laughs> it's been a week. So um, I had I put. So you've been on Comedy Central. Comedy Central, HBO. So what did you do on HBO? Uh, Deaf Comedy Jam. <gasps> I love Def Comedy. Yeah, I did. Do they Com- still do that? I don't have HBO anymore. They don't. They it's don't do it's it. a like a spinoff. They did a spinoff called All Def Digital, mm-hmm. but it was still HBO. A little Russell involved and everything. So mm-hmm. I did the last season of that. So I did like three Def Jams. Oh, I used BT to. BT Comic View. Did oh. you attend the uh, 20th, 25th anniversary show? No, I missed that. I was. I, matter of fact, I was overseas. Then. I said you was. You was. I was overseas, uh, over there entertaining our troops. It was okay. I would have expected more, like, highlights from shows. Shows back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chappelle part was genius. But Chappelle with D.L. Hughley is 
Unbelievable. Believable, yeah. yeah. They, they just went at, I mean, you know, impromptu, just they were the dome, just right. reading this reading thing. This thing they were like, man, teleprompter. They, they were like, cut that off. <laughs> and just got Y'all finna get, this finna get us booed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this finna cut that off. This right. finna get us booed. He, so, he goes, you, you find out what that, that wonderful public school reading I love Jeff Comedy Jam. I well, I watched it when it was in its you know prime, prime back yeah, in the absolutely. 90s yeah. and stuff. Martin Lawrence, everything. Oh, yeah. Martin Lawrence, Joe yeah. Torrey, Joe I mean, Bernie Mac. I, I don't even I remember seeing that's, that him. made Bernie. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's I, set, know, that's set, that's I remember more. seeing him, and then when I was going back and looking, I'm like. Oh my God! I didn't realize that was Bernie Mac right. that I was well, watching. I just, I, doing watching that, I realized that Chappelle was on there, and yep. he mm-hmm. had that. He and was the guy. He was the guy with the high voice. There. Yep. And I was like, he looked so minute. young too. He was. That was Dave Chappelle. I think yep. he right. was only like 19 when if he did that. Yeah. Like yeah. That, Dave started when he was, he was 14, so he he did a lot of lying about his age. To get mm-hmm. on the stuff, you know. What yeah, I'm saying? yeah. I, I wish they. I wish that would be more um, out there, like that was accessible the, for people. Yeah, I tell people, so that was the one show where if you did that show, mm-hmm. if you didn't make it, it was your fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't exist no more. It was kind of like the Johnny Carson yeah, of that platform don't exist no more because I'm I'm a huge fan of, and I, that's like even JJ. I seen he toured with Cedric Entertainer. I seen him perform before I even started doing comedy. Mm-hmm. It was that long ago, and I was like, and I liked him even more because he was from Mississippi, and it was just so raw, and it just felt like I was just talking to my cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why it was it was so popular because it just it was that raw comedy. Raw where comedy, you, yeah. everybody off the dome, everybody yeah. had their own yeah flavor yeah. style. And you he know, just mixed different so many. Then you had the yeah. South, you had New York, you had the West, and everybody did it different. Mm-hmm. But it was hilarious. Well, and that's one thing I, I really like about Dave Chappelle's new special, Sticks and Stones, I yeah. think it's called. Yep. Um, it's just so raw, and he's like, he just doesn't give a shit. shit. Man. Yeah. What you he think? goes there, yeah. yeah. And, I, and yeah. I heard him do that. I, I, He's been working on that since May, so I've seen him do that live a couple times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Dave, we ain't gonna make it up out this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, let me leave now. <laughs> no, he yeah. just. It got to a point where all these, the Me Too movement and everything else oh. became the, the newest form of bullying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, he turned and he flipped it on his flipped head. On, yeah. And Sticks and Stones is an old saying. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? An old. And like I tell people, said, Dave didn't do nothing. He. Don't already do. do. You know I mean, saying? you expected that from him. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been doing you that for he, years. He pushed the button, right? Look at you know, any of his yeah, yeah, he It's just the, the button. The world's changed, so everybody else like, oh, you can't do that. Dave's mm-hmm. like, watch. watch. But exactly. He does it such in a dope way. Yeah, not not just everybody. You know, can do yeah, it. Just, you know. Yeah. And I think that's part of when he gave that money back. Like, if he would have never gave the money back, he'd have never been able to do that special like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's the only person that can do that and get away with it. Yeah, well, he's kind of like Don Rickles. I mean, Don Rickles did that. And he's in the belly of the beast. Yeah. That's what I love about you. I can just hit you up and be like, hey, man. I remember I hit him up. I was like, who do I contact about booking? He was like, you talking to him. (laughs) (laughs) I I cut out the middle man. (laughs) He was in Japan. I was like, done. Thank God for uh, the internet. I got you. To get me. People can't call Dave a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. No. But um, you can, but I mean, yeah. right. So you traveled with um, Cedric the Entertainer. 
after he, after the after the kings of comedy, everybody went their separate ways. Right. You know, everybody went their um, individual ways and started doing their own tours. And I, you know, I just kicked it with his uh, management for a while out of St. Louis, and they just I brought was going to ask you, did yeah. he drag you to that depressing city? I can say that because I'm from St. Louis. St. Louis? Yeah. But you know what? And I'm not just saying this. I have a ball when I go to St. Louis, though. I get But my, maybe it's just because I'm only there two days. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Vegas. Yeah, it's like Vegas. When I go to St. Louis, you know, I might, you might, I might wake up at the Ark. <laughs> and then it's just, first 18 years of my life there. And just St. Louis. I go home because most of my my most of my siblings still live there. Okay. Okay. Seven out of the eight siblings I have. Dang. And um, it's just, I go home and I get depressed because wow. it's just, just watching it just die and die and die and die. And okay. It's, like, it's that bad there, huh? Yeah. It's just like Gary and Detroit. It's That's just the same reason I don't go to Mississippi. I'm dying. Mississippi like a third world country. But see, like, I don't know. St. Louis to me is alluring. Like I want. I, yeah, I've been to you, Liberty, but, Missouri, and but Kansas you go, City, Missouri. Most people when they go, they go downtown where everything's great. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't, don't vent, see the the outskirts. Vent, right, or get off the exit. Right. Areas that you know. I Plus, you know what it used to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you got something to compare it to, that's that's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think St. Louis for Nelly because I'm a big Nelly fan. <laughs> <laughs> the Lou, I, you know, and some of the music that you can tell, you can tell like in hip hop where the music's coming from. Yeah. And and Nelly had that distinctive St. Louis sound to it. I remember, yeah, because my mom had a friend from St. Louis and she always said her and we used to laugh as kids. Her. Boy, yeah. we laughed out. Oh, yeah, they're they going to use them two R's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're going to put them all. Yeah, Her, 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 yeah. Burr, and Cough. And they'll add S's to, mm-hmm. to words. Like, yeah, so. um, yeah, I, I worked with a guy from St. Yeah, he worked with a guy uh, from St. Louis, and he would say, well, how he said, how did he say salmon? Salamons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's salmon. He's like, it is? And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's, it, it looks like it's salamon, but it's... Not in St. Louis. But he, right. would, he would add S's to things, too. But, yeah, we got to take a quick commercial break. We'll okay. be right back more with Adrian Washington and J.J. Williamson. We're having a lot of fun today. I love Fridays. It's comedy. Yeah, that, that comedy. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Love. All right, we'll Friday. be right back after this quick commercial break. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XChat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck Gap, simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof that dream can come true. 
Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. I'm working on it. It's not going to change. Does this bring back memories? <laughs> Man. Uh, might get my mama to come to the show. She hear this. That's funny. That is so funny to me. Um, well, my mother banned us from listening to Controversy. Oh, I love that song. Why? Because she misheard the word Controversy. <laughs> what did she think it was? She thought it said, got your... Oh. And she, we were like dancing in the house or something, and she's like, you guys can't listen to that song. We're all like, why not? It's just... And she's like, because it's a dirt... And it's like, no, he's not swearing, and told my oldest sister <laughs> I tell what you. she thought it was. And my sister was like, no! Did you have the cassette with like all the, the <laughs> lyrics to show her? Yeah, my, my, dad had, my dad was a weekend, he worked in a factory Monday through Friday, but Saturdays and Sunday he was a weekend, or Fridays and Saturdays he was a weekend DJ. So mm-hmm. we always had the latest music music and whatnot. So we were playing the record. Polly should just pulled out the sleeve and said, here, look at the words. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you brought up your dad, you know I'm going to have to play it. No, no, you can leave that alone. His dad, when they, when his dad was in a mood, like mad, mm-hmm. he would go into a room and play Disco Inferno. And they go, oh, dad's mad. <laughs> Time to leave. Hey, leave let you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Two-minute warning. Well, I tell everybody, you play at Rock so City. He, would he go into a room and just shut the door and play it? He would come home in a mood. Mm-hmm. You know, Did y'all know before he played it? No, not really. <laughs> but it was kind of like, you know, you'd be on pins and needles when he got home, and then it was like, all right, we haven't heard the song. So he. <laughs> but That's funny. He would come home because he had just had an eighth grade education because he went in a service at 14. Mm-hmm. His parents lied about his age and said he was 16. But he was. we found out he was 14 when he went went into the army fought in the korean war okay and um and so at his job he was always passed over promotions because he um didn't have an education mm-hmm. and he would all, always come home frustrated by that so you know he, he he would literally train the people who would later become his boss and that was a cycle that continued and continued and continued and continued. That sucks. Where he was married, you know, my mother, they were married 58 years. She was getting promotion after promotion after. <laughs> and so that's a, that was a hard thing for a black man back then. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, yeah. So, well, especially just for a man because they, right. they want to be the provider and the it's kind of in well, your he, gene. Well, he made 
good. He made really good money. I mean, the two of them to raise nine kids. Mm-hmm. We were poor. Oh, trust me, never, I know. I know. But we never <laughs> thought we were poor. We didn't go without. Okay. We were never on aid or assistance or anything like that. Right. And our Christmases were just. We don't to this day. We laugh. We get together and laugh and try to figure out. How they would pull that off, and everything, yeah. right? I mean, the whole living right, right. room would just be, be full. Full, <laughs> like wait a minute. I know. I thought y'all said y'all were broke. <laughs> Dave and I go through that every year with all the kids. Because yeah, we all got nine together. Well, we have we, total. We have eleven. He's got four adult children. We have six in the house, and he's got one son that comes over on the weekends. Okay. So it, usually, like if I have all the kids, we. On the weekends, it's usually seven kids in the house, ranging from 17 down to seven. Oh, wow. And my youngest, the one that's out there. I have the one youngest. kid full-time, and I'd be like, how can we get rid of this? You <laughs> <laughs> ain't got no matter how you want to spend a night in. Oh, I tell you, man, they suck your soul right out of you. Man. And they, but it, it's a joy. I, It's what I live for. Oh, yeah. You know, it keeps me when up, she, gets me up every morning. Yeah. When she gone, like during the day when they had my wife at work and my daughter's at school, I'd be like, man, what am I do? I know. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's when I usually make <laughs> sad videos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she get home from school. Be, be watching like, the clock like, ain't the, ain't the bell about to ring? He's, a, he's like a, a dog that waits by the door. Just, uh, right, oh. right. You act like you don't miss him. I know. Then I they know. get on your nerves, but ten minutes later, you're like, "On to your room." Go on, man. Right. <laughs> I, know. I, I just want to see you. That's it. All right. <laughs> Make sure you straight. Straight. All, all right. Bye. I know. It's 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 a delicate, my oldest, delicate thing to be yeah, a parent. My oldest son, he'll be at the show, and I got a 24 year old, so he'll oh, be really? there tonight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fun. Does yeah. he like coming to you and watching you yeah. do stand up? I be talking big shit to him too. <laughs> I was like, man, do you have for in your set? Do you talk about him or anything? All I gotta do is look at him. Something come up. Something gonna come up. Yeah. Last time we we end up wearing the same shirt. He had the same one Mike shirt on, same color. Oh. And I was like, man, then his friends be with him. So they, this friends he went to college with. So I let him know who he really is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> on stage. Right. That's funny. Yeah. But it's, it's dope to have your kids still want to be a part of that. You know? What yeah. I mean? like, yeah. He come yeah. out and have a good time. Well, I think it's fun. You know, my kids get interested in the work that I do, and I try mm. and you know let them know. I let, let them listen to the shows. You know, like I have my youngest one here with me. Right. Right. Thanks to MEA Week. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, I think it's kind of cool when kids find interest in what their parents do. do um, yeah. yep. my, he, came, he came out to Vegas with me and everything. Yeah, yeah my son, he checked me out a couple of times. Yeah. And then, you know, I got grandkids. So mm-hmm. he, my granddaughter just told me the other day, you're like, I want to do what Paw Paw do. For real? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and she cute. does have a great personality. How many years you got in? I'm 24. Okay. Yeah, I'll I be I'll be 25 in January of doing stand-up. Wow. 25 years. Man, and you just, what, turned 50? I just turned 50, yeah, so I had a big birthday bash in Atlanta. Oh, Said Said the entertainer came and hosted for me. Nephew Tommy came down. That was, I showed seen me some pictures, love. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. They, I mean, they showed me a lot of love. I, I, I felt, yeah. My brother was so probably. So <laughs> The one other sibling that doesn't live in St. Louis lives in Atlanta. In Atlanta? Okay. So he was probably at your. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no telling. Yeah, because it, it was nice. It was a nice turnout and everything. People got, I had the room decorated, live band. Music, food, oh, and everything. Did. So, yeah, Sid brought me out and oh, everything, dope. man. Yeah. So, everybody was suited in the booty. Real grown. You <laughs> know, I got a little ratchet at the end. 
Because I had Pastor Troy. <laughs> and you know, we ready. We ready. This day, you know, it might start coming on out there. <laughs> So do you like coming to Minneapolis and working the comedic Minneapolis? I do, I, and I, I wish I can come more. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've only been here, this probably my fourth time That's in 25 years. Yeah. yeah, well, just don't come in the winter. Yeah, I just, when I got out the car, I said, man, where's the June show, <laughs> man? <laughs> you got, got you for the November, December show. Well, see, the problem, though, in Minnesota is because our weather is horrific in the winter, and it's long. I mean, our winters yeah, are like six to seven months, months long. So the problem that comedians have when they come here when the weather's nice. Ain't nobody at the show. Nobody wants to, because we want to enjoy the outdoors <laughs> while we can, because we have like a three-month window <laughs> to enjoy it. You and, know? He, and he did say that. Yeah, and now, now I get I get it, yeah. when it for the real cold, cold cities. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, that's June when they, through August, and, and, and you got to remember, comedy's like an early thing. So at 8 o'clock at night, it's still broad daylight outside. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, 70, 80 degrees. I'm like, man, I ain't going to sit in no building. Right, you know right, I mean? right. So right, I don't even right. do shows. I've been doing shows at my venue now. This is my 11th season. I've so never... you only do it when it's cold. Yep, I do um, so it's like a September seasonal. to May. Oh, wow. Yep, May, yep. everybody open them cabins up. They gone, bro. Yeah, that's like the perfect because May, it can still be cool yep. out yep. and stuff. And then September, that's when it starts kind of getting cool at night and the sun goes down. Or right. Yep. So like, from like Mid-September to probably mm -hmm. mid-May so is the prime. That's why I tell new comics, I say, hey, if you're making some money, I say, put that fall and winter money away. Yeah, you, you know got to put saying? some money away because you, you don't have those slow seasons. Yeah. Those, yeah. those moments, and, and, those times. And that's ours, man. Unless you can get to, like, a resort or you get somewhere where you can perform outside, it ain't nothing popping. I'm surprised in Minnesota we don't do more of that, like, outdoor comedic venues. That right. would be kind of cool. Because I was just with Chappelle and Rogan, man, in uh, Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. And they did an amphitheater, 23,000 people. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was bananas. Well, we have amphitheaters, wow. like, at our casinos, like at Treasure right. Island right. and stuff like yep, that. Yeah, I see. Yep. Well, I, that's where I um, actually saw Don, Don Rickles. Oh, really? Yeah. And he... Found me in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> he found you. He found me in the audience. He gave me the brother treatment. No. Ain't that right, brother? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Yeah, he God. saw you. Well, I saw, I went to, and I saw the Martin Short and Steve Martin okay. comedy tour thing that they were doing at the amphitheater at Treasure Island. But I haven't really seen much more of People, of They that. don't do it. Really? Yeah, we do a lot, you know, because they got all the rap concerts. They'll do Summerfest and or Somerset and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but it's never comedy. Really? Never comedy outside. There's a rap tour coming down down there this um, this month, the next oh, month. Oh, it's MC Hammer. Yeah, the Hammer. Yeah, Hammer. <laughs> Hammer. Hammer. Hammer and uh, some other people. I was a I huge think... MC Hammer fan so much that my first hamster was named MC Hamster. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I would hold him up and he would kick out his legs and he was doing the hammer dance. It was so cute. Um, yeah, he's Keith doing... Keith Sweat be there on the 22nd. I Keith might try to Sweat, do it. whatever yeah. happened to him. Keith's still doing it. Got me he's twisted. still doing his thing. Yeah, Keith still, Keith still looks the same. <laughs> Is he Keith's still begging? Janet Jackson just performed there last month. Did she? Yeah, at Treasure Island. Yep, I, um, I've been trying to keep that open on my 
calendar, like low key, without telling people I got something going on that day. But I was like, if I don't feel that day, and it's like two days after my birthday, mm-hmm. so I was like, man, I told my wife we going to see Keith. Yeah, well, it'd be because I. I think at the State Fair, during the Minnesota State Fair, they've kind of introduced some, like they had Impractical Jokers, I yeah. think. That would be a good venue, too, to do like a... I got to work on my cousin. On your cousin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Because those have to be family friendly. Yeah, it's all family friendly. Well, I wonder, I'm wondering if they could do like an 18 and up thing. Not, like, not if they do it inside of a building. Uh-huh. Yeah. But okay. if it's like, because I've done one for like a county fair mm-hmm. outside, and they got speakers sitting everywhere, so oh, literally I suppose. everybody can hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's more people walking past laughing than the people sitting there laughing. Right. Yeah. So you got to kind of. But it. I, I think at the grandstand that would be, probably be like a good venue. I would think. I used for to work in a school. Show. Funny thing about me is parents think their kids don't cuss. When your kid, when you ain't around. What? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I hear my kids. My son cuss. Like slips on in front of me. <laughs> Damn, shit, Dad. I mean, uh, you know what I mean. Trust me, I hear my kids cuss all the time. They don't know that I hear it, but I hear it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't know why why, why we still trying to censor that part. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially those. Because if you think about a PG-13 movie, you can Mm -hmm. still say the F word at least one time. It needs to be PG-13. Well, listening to the videos they listen to on, like, YouTube and TikTok and all these uh, social media apps. I tried telling the kids at my school, I said, Hey man, y'all could they be like, Mr. Watch, we watched all your videos on YouTube over the uh, weekend. I'm like, man, y'all don't supposed to be watching that. One kid was like, hey, he said we he said we could be watching worse. Yeah. I said, true. you know what? Keep watching. Yeah. yeah. Get them views up front. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you got something you can tag on to that joke? <laughs> Make sure you share that right. stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> with your friends. What but... cuss words should I see? Right. <laughs> yeah, what y'all say these right, days? Right. No, I um I was on the coaching staff of my son's high school football team. It was funny because it was his staff was partly made up of former Gopher football players who were guys I took care of when they were playing at the U. Okay. And when they took the job they coached at his high school, of course they reached out to me because they wanted me to help. And my son would come off the field swearing this, that, and the other, and I'd look over at him and he'd go, <laughs> Put his head down. Yeah, right. I wouldn't say a word. I just look over and just like, where's that's that coming fun, from? That's the funny thing about it. Cause like my mom, I'd be like, Ma, you gonna come to the show? She's like, No, you talk too much bad talk. I said, Ma, you taught me all this. Right. <laughs> you taught me all this, bro. Oh, and that's the part she don't want to come here. I said, yeah, you're in the church now. You don't want them to know the real. Right, yeah. right. Well, I try. I try and introduce like raw comedy to my kids. Um, like I, I've been contemplating if I should watch the Chappelle show with my oldest son. How old is he? He's he's fifteen. He can handle. Yeah, you think it. so? Yeah. yeah. Oh god. My son fourteen, so yeah, he can handle. It. Okay. Because yep. you know, I just don't want him to think that he could just go around saying certain things. But that's the part you gotta let him know. Like, yeah. This is entertaining. That's right. the, my daughter said something the other day to me. And she's just like she said something. <laughs> my wife was braiding her hair. She said something about her eyes. And then my wife's like, you can't say that. My daughter's like, dad say stuff like that all the time. <laughs> I said, yeah, but I ain't in school no more. Yeah. <laughs> right, kick me right. out. Yeah. Well, so my jokes feed you. Well, I just, I want, I want my kids to know that they don't have to be so PC, like what everybody's teaching them to be. And I think being self-deprecating and have people kind of make fun of you in a good way is good for like said, mental every, health. Everybody need bullies. Yeah. Well, everybody need bullies. We're 
in 30 seconds or so, we're going to go into a commercial break. But I want to ask you, I'm going to, when we come back, I'm going to, speaking of that, PC and all that, I got a question for you guys about a real-life situation that's going on in Madison, Wisconsin right now. Okay. Oh, so We're going to get deep, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Again, we have Adrian Washington. We have J.J. Williamson. They're going to be at the Poor House tonight, 830. I will post a link for tickets. Okay. And then St. Cloud at the Red Carpet Event Center tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? What time is that show? 8.30 also. At 8.30. Yep. Perfect. All right. So y'all got me two days. <laughs> two days. What segment are we even in? I think we're in the third segment. I tell you, it's one of those days. It's Friday. Thank goodness. All right. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutramos help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramos free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramos weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. I know, you got me in a Prince mood now. I'll probably have to jam to this while I'm unpacking my house. Oh, I tell you. Trying to unpack a house that's a two-family, you know, combined family. Oh, my God, you don't realize how much crap you have until you move. Oh, I bet. Oh. That's the only thing I like about moving. I can throw some stuff away. Yes, I know. I'm like, oh, I don't need this anymore. Yeah, you're like, I ain't, this been... I ain't touched it in six months. <laughs> I forgot I had this. <laughs> Oh, anyway, okay, so JB, you yeah, for the break. I heard this on the radio yesterday. Mm-hmm. This happened in Madison, Wisconsin. A black uh, teacher or school professional broke up a fight involving two young black males. Mm-hmm. One of the young black males kept calling the teacher the Mm n-word and the teacher finally said stop calling me the Mm -hmm. Mm n-word he got fired for saying that by telling the kids because he said the n-word right because of zero tolerance rule he lost his job even though he was just telling the young man don't call me that right Mm -hmm. he was basically and this was a black dude who said it right well to me it doesn't matter who black and white who said it it was the fact that he was just pointing out what word he didn't want to hear anymore mm-hmm. right and he lost his job over it what do you guys 
I don't know. I, that's a little steep for me. Yeah, that's. that's I think. I think that's they, way too touchy. I think that was a little too touchy for them to go to the extreme. I think to fire somebody uh, like <clears throat> no warning or, or no. sit down or suspension. Or suspension. Well, you know, schools have that zero tolerance, which, but you know, which and a lot a lot of people think is just used because it's the quick easy way of getting out of all the discussions and all away and you know just like throwing it up to the side quickly right. yeah mm-hmm. that's part of the problem with school though you know what i'm saying like <clears throat> there was a big fight it was like almost 100 kids involved in the school up where i live at oh is it the, the college the tech college no, no that's that's a high school Oh, it was a high school. Yeah, okay. it's, it's called Tech High School. Oh, okay. But I it thought was maybe a hundred like... kids involved in a, in, a, in a brawl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Recently? Yeah. Yeah, it was like three weeks ago? ago. Yeah, like they expelled twenty some kids. Like wow. done. You know what I'm saying? And it was some kids in there that just they got into an argument earlier. But I guess the day before that, there was a uh, student that was trying to lead the class, and the teacher stood in front of him and was like, "You can't leave the class." Which they say don't do. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're so, putting yourself in danger. Yeah, and, and then the kid punched the st- teacher. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the teacher just put them down. Right. Just, mm-hmm. just, just knocked them down and held them down. And they had fired them. But then when they saw the video, because everybody was saying, like, the teacher beat the student up. When they saw the video, they was like, no, nah, he just literally held them down. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So then he got to keep his job. This situation to me, that don't make sense at all. No, that don't make, make sense it, at all. Like for one, that. you just told somebody to quit calling you something. If you'd have said it to him, right, without him even saying it, I still don't think you should be fired for that. Like you, they, the word is in a book y'all teaching. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so what are you gonna do when it's when it's uh, when you're talking about slavery in class? Are you just gonna skip that word? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because well, it's going to be in the discussion. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be in the discussion. Well, and it ain't going to be nobody most, black that's going to be schools, talking about it. One, won't discuss slavery in detail. And two, if they do, that word won't come up. It had to be. That was just a. It sounded like to me like that That was a last string for him for something. Because mm-hmm. you can't just be like, all right, I've been doing my job. How I'm supposed well, to be doing Well, they said he had been there for three years and at a different school, connected to that school, another five years, and was highly thought of. And the teacher was? Yes. So he'll get a job somewhere else. Well, then. was the student punished for using that word? If it, Does it zero tolerance for uh, the students as well? Not at all, guaranteed. Oh, jeez. Not at all, guaranteed. It said that. That student was suspended, didn't say expelled. No, nah, he ain't going to get expelled. No, nah, he ain't going to get expelled. Because they going to say he got an IEP or some shit like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, that's, 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 I'm I just have two kids with IEPs, right. so I know exactly For those who don't know, about. that's individual education plan. Yes. Because I used to be like, why? I'm like, this kid just whooped. Three kids' ass in gym this morning. Why is he sitting at lunch dancing? Right. I know. You know what I'm saying? And they be like, well, you know, he got IEP, so we can't just. I'd be like, man, that's a, that's a cop-out for some kids. Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, they, they kids aren't stupid. Hell no, they ain't they, stupid. they know that that crutch is there. Yeah. And, and it. The bad thing about it is right, parents, they act parents out. use it more of a crutch, crutch than the kids do. Right. It's like, because mm-hmm. parents don't want to be bothered nah. with them, and they want the school to raise their child. Right. It's like, it's then, like, then you find out, like, damn, you ain't even got no job. You could have had his little badass at home all day. Right. 
Yeah, the only reason why I have two children uh, with IEPs because I have two children on this spectrum. Yeah, and my son, mm-hmm. Mason, he was on. He had a 504 plan. Yeah, because my oldest son was diagnosed. Well, they I don't know really call it diagnosis, but he's Asperger's with high functioning autism. And then my youngest boy out there, he's kind of on the spectrum okay. as well. So it, what it does for them, and, and I'm glad that, that I have that in the school district that I'm in, it, they're fantastic right. with their IEPs. I love it. I would never move my kids out of this district. Um, like with my oldest son, like when he does tests and stuff, mm-hmm. he, he can can't. go a little quieter. Yeah, yep. he can't be, because like mm-hmm. the sound of somebody tapping a pencil will completely yep. grab his brain and he can't my function. My son had it for the exact same reason. Yeah, yep. and, or if like if he hears and a conversation. But them ain't the kids running and, around right, cussing but, people out and kicking ass. Oh, no. Right. And then it just became, being like, I can't IEP, go to school. Right. Mm-hmm. IEPs became the dumping ground for mm-hmm. bad behavior or, or misbehaving children mm-hmm. because parents didn't want to deal with them. Right. Yeah. Well, ki- kids today... They don't respect adults and, and elders the, the way they, when I was growing up, yeah. I would never, ever talk to my that's, parents the way I hear kids. That's part of the problem. Oh, yeah. like hell no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I would have been all bones by now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking, about, now. I was just talking oh. to my sister about this last night. There's 10 of us. I said, remember, man, mama, when we couldn't even use the word lie. Uh-huh. We used to be like, hey, mama, he told a story. Uh-huh. <laughs> we couldn't say funky. Because funky was too close to something else. Yeah. Right. My mom heard you say funky, you got an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember I had moved out, and like the four younger kids, they 13, 14. I, would, I go back to visit. I hear what they talking about. I said, Mom, when did all this happen? Mm-hmm. I said, you, you, you tired? Is that what it is? Because we, we got an ass whooping. If you thought we said something. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, and it's, that's the problem with the schools is the teachers don't have no power. Exactly. None. And the kids know it. Kids, yeah. What you going to do? Yeah. I remember when I worked there, and I was a security, and I did a mentoring. I remember this kid went through the whole school telling everybody, F you, for them to my hours. Two hours. He telling everybody, F you, I ain't doing nothing. I looked at him one day. I said, hey, I took my walkie off. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, I'm about to lose my job, and guess who I'm about to lose it on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah. And what? he looked at me. He was like, uh-oh. He's like, man, you talking to a kid like that? I said, oh, now you want to be a kid. kid. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I told him, I said, where I'm from, it's certain words, even to this day, it's common as I am. It's certain things you say to me, you done went past that we, we going to talk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you done said something that ain't no talking to, bro. I hope you know how to fight because that's what we about to do. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I said, dude, you've been in here telling everybody. And every day yeah. they was talking about the IEP and all that. I said, man, I don't need this job. I was just trying to get to heaven. I'm going <laughs> to put these hands on your ass. <laughs> I know. I I, I know I can't believe some of the stuff I hear come out of kids' mouths today towards adults, and I I feel I feel bad for I'm teachers. About adults with authority. I know <laughs> I feel bad for teachers because their hands are tied. If they do anything, the kids are, are claiming mm-hmm. harassment. Uh, They're right, claiming. Yeah. Um, I, I remember we broke up a fight. The girl was like, "He held me up against the locker by my neck." I was like, "Look at the camera." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they said. It's like you can't grab. Them. Like, how are they gonna stop fighting then if you can't grab them? Right. You know what I'm saying? You're just supposed to talk them down. Right. 
Stand in between them as they both hit you. Right. Because yeah, I, I told them that when I started, you hit me. Watch. I'm, I, you might as well go ahead and pull out your phone. Let me get my YouTubes up. Yeah, I know. It, it's, yeah. it's sad. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going right. to get some likes, right. though. <laughs> That's hilarious. When I get out, I'm going to be popping. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get you guys to read on that yeah. because when I heard my tennis immediately went up it's like this is more political correctness gone wrong wrong big time and that would be a great skit for Chappelle to do politically correctness because you remember he had uh, what was it um, keeping it real yeah well, oh, keeping it real God, goes wrong <laughs> yeah. that was a great yeah, skit yeah, yeah. so to have uh, keep uh, to have politically correctness go wrong mm-hmm. that would that would be a hell of a skit to do well I, I to me I can't being a comedian today, it's got to be tough. Do you know what? You just got to own who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what, you, yeah, Chappelle that's did, and I, that's what you I, do. Yeah. Yeah. And, if you, if and you it, own yeah. who you are, they won't bother you. Right. Mm-hmm. But if they know they can say something to get you to right. kind of think get about rattled. it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and, they, and, they, take, yeah. and yeah. that goes back to my com, my new comment that I, when I tell people now is, oh, more bullying. Mm-hmm. And they just stand back and look at me. I said, what's the difference between this guy calling you this, this, and this and trying to push you around and you trying to push me around by the way you want me to act? Mm-hmm. I said, they're both a form of bullying if you want to be true. And, right. And I've one, you couple, just think is okay. Right. And mm-hmm. I said, there's just one where people think, well, this is the correct way to act. And I said, according to who? Right, to who? I said, I, my, you know, me putting my hands on somebody or stealing something or this, that, if I'm actually harming somebody, yeah, yeah, that's not good. But, you know, to... to <laughs> I got a joke about that. My brother was getting ready to get locked up, right? And the police was knocking on his door. Mm-hmm. They was like, it's in your best interest to come out. He said, my interest and your interest is two different things. <laughs> he said, for me, it's my best interest to stay, stay in here. Man, right. he told me that I laughed so hard. Because <laughs> I, I know, know he said it for real, too. Well, I know. And it's, I think it's good to, you know, kind of be self-deprecating, make fun of. I, I think it's funny to make fun of stereotypes because they're not. And they're all true to a point. That's why they stereotype. Yeah. I know. You and know what I'm saying? You know, but and people... we all did it. It didn't kill us, man. Mm-hmm. I know. I tell my kids now, I said, man, y'all wouldn't have made it off my bus stop. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I said, if you didn't know how to talk trash, you stood at the other side right. of the bus stop. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got on the bus, you sat right up front where uh, you were safe, safe at. at. You ain't that middle to the back. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Rock. Be ready. <laughs> Chris Rock and his, his trombone. I mean, I, tr- I always say trombone. Tambourine. tambourine. Yeah. Uh, special. Talks about bullying. And he talks about his, taking his daughter to school and... They said, we have no bullying here. He's yeah, like, yeah. I'm taking my daughter out of the school. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> he I know. said, this, that's the only way they learn how to get along and, and figure things a, up. He made a great point. He said, that's the problem with Trump. A right. real bullies showed up. He mm-hmm. said, a real bully. Now everybody's just right. like, what do we do? I'm offended. I'm offended. Yeah. I'm offended that like, you're he offended. Ain't never tell, he ain't never told you he was presidential. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. He's exactly, he's been the same. One thing about him, he consistent as hell. <laughs> he's been the same <laughs> dude. Same Exactly. Oh, I love Chris Rock. One of my favorite lines Absolutely. is when he was talking about Michael Jackson walking into court looking like Captain Crunch. I, I, I hit the floor laughing so hard when I heard that. <laughs> it's true. 
He did walk around looking like that. Captain Crunch. Tell him to go to Brooks Brother and get a He's one of the ones I've never seen live. Yeah, he'd be great to see yeah, live. He's one of the ones I've never seen live. I've seen pretty much everybody else I wanted to see. I know. If when Chappelle comes back into town, I, I have you. to I go. Got you. <laughs> he, he, I'm telling you, when his when he comes to town, his tickets are gone. Seconds. In se- yes. Seconds. It is so hard to get. But, and but you know what was dope and to see? Show. Like he he did his seventh show, and I'm sitting right there by them. And uh, the guy told me, he's like, hey, the seventh show sold out already. He's like, yes. I was like, you surprised? <laughs> I was like, you can do that seven more times. Then. I know. He can probably do 20 was, shows Yeah, there. it was dope to see that he still was excited about that part. I said, yeah, you know what them tickets were, Dave, so you already spent that money. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah. to, me, to me, I think Chappelle is our, our Richard Pryor of our generation. By gener- far. By, with our generation. I told him that. I said, because uh, I got a tattoo of Richard Pryor right here. I said, when you die, Dave, I'm going to get you tested, but you got to be dead first. He said, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I said, because I can't do it now, and then you do something crazy. Now I got you on me, you know what I'm right, saying? I, said, right. I know you gone. All the stories, like the same with Richard. I know Richard how I know him. Y'all have make up the stories y'all yeah, want to, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So That's awesome. But well, um, uh, you had Sticks and Stones with Dave Chappelle, and now you have Paper Tiger with Bill, Bill Burr. Burr. That's dope, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's he, almost like the white version of right. Sticks exactly. and Stones. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, that option. And he did it in England. Yeah, yep. and it's so great. Yeah. Well, Bill Burr did a lot of writing on the Chappelle show and appeared yeah. in a lot of stuff. And, and Bill Burr. Like, his last two I wasn't too impressed by. Right. Oh, so, really? so, yeah, it was good to see it, him. It, was, it got too... It was too, and actually, the last one before that was shot in black and white. It was just like the humor was dark, the lighting was dark. It was like, it's almost like he did it because it was time to put out a special, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think they're all just great comedic genius, and they, they'll just sit there and say whatever they want. And I think that is the best comedy well, that's what out they're there. Saying, just that's why like, I wish you can come see him. This dude's I, a, he's a one of my one of my guys to. who's a huge. He, he's a comedian too. He's a magician. He's a promoter, and he lives down in a. Odessa, Texas. He booked me down there, and I posted. He seen my picture of me and you. He messaged me. Said that dude's on another level. <laughs> I, I said I know. Yeah, man. I said I know, bro. It's gonna be fun tonight. Do you have any specials for people who can't see your? I show? actually, I do. I have a thirty-minute special on Kevin Hart's LOL Network right now. Okay. So that's the third. That's out right now, and then I have my. Of course, my. I'm on the classic, Def Jam. Mm-hmm. You can catch me on that too. But oh, right now, God. my thirty-minute special is on LOL. That's Network. awesome. Got two on there, actually. Two of them? Well, yeah. The 30 Minute Special and the Montreal Comedy Festival one. Oh, I'll definitely have and to And they check both were produced by Kevin Hart, so. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, so. I see a lot. I love trying to find new ways and venues to, to watch stand up comedy. <laughs> the, I'm always yeah. watching it on right. Netflix and stuff. <laughs> so hopefully you'll get a Netflix special. There you go. That that would be my, huge. My, my time is coming. <laughs> so y'all better be, hey, y'all better subscribe. Look, take <laughs> that from the sip. Yeah. <laughs> And Do it now. People can follow you on Twitter, right? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, JJ from the SIP, JJ from the T H E, educated the. I went to school. <laughs> <laughs> JJ from the SIP. That's from short for Mississippi. So yeah. And they can follow you on Twitter as well. Yeah, uh, my Twitter, mine's all different. Uh, I know. <laughs> mine's Adrian A Dub on Twitter. On Instagram, it's Funny Man Adrian W. So that's Funny Man Adrian W. And then also I have a podcast too that I need you to come to my podcast called 
comedy and kinfolk. Okay. Yep. So the I word okay. comedy, okay. Uh, the symbol and and the word kinfolk. So that's been going great, man. I'm on my twelfth episode. I just did it before I got here. So yeah, tonight we are at the Poorhouse Uptown. You can still get tickets at poorhouseminneapolis.com. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow night we are in St. Cloud at the Red Carpet Event Center. Tickets on Eventbrite. Twenty dollars for those. So. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much thank for coming. Thank you for having in. me. I'm sorry, Tom couldn't it. be here. Nah, it's all so, good. We had a good time. Yeah, we had fun. I just love this kind of, you know, sitting at the dinner table type right, of deal. Right, yeah, yeah, right, and right. Having fun. Steady eating. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Boy, I know. He would have enjoyed it though. Yeah, yeah he would. Oh yeah. And it's, it's been a hectic month for everyone. Right. For everyone, it's that time of year, and yeah. hopefully things. Well, no, it's not going to settle down because we got the holidays coming. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. So. I'm gonna keep coming to see y'all, man. I love being able to come down here, and thank you again so much for like allowing me to come down here. Yeah, know? we love having you on, and the and the listeners love have, listening and having you on as well. Thank you. Thank you. I thank get you. a lot of positive feedback, so I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much. We will be back live Monday. Tom will be here, but we're only doing Monday and Tuesday. And the rest of the week will be best ofs because the KQ Morning Show will be in Nashville at some brewery. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in North Carolina. Wherever you see some drunk folks at. <laughs> <laughs> when there's alcohol, that's where the KQ Morning right. Show will be. Thank you so much. Thank and you, we'll talk you, to you, you on Monday. Peace. Peace.